Yo, mami, se acerca la noche, ¿ah? Yo soy lo que tú quieres. J-Press, mando por rito. M-O-T-T y Sony. Estoy pureciendo, ya va a salir la vampireza. Esa, la que me ataca con rudeza. Esa, la que me vuela la cabeza. La que me... Lambe, chupa y besa. Estoy pureciendo, ya va a salir la vampireza. Bienvenidos a Radio Menea. I'm Vero Valletti Flores. And I'm Miriam Soila Perez. And on this podcast, we bring you a mix of mainstream and alternative Latinx jams based on a different theme each episode. And today's theme is Halloween. <laughs> this was so This is totally my idea. This is totally my idea, by the way. I will own it 100%. And it was 100% also motivated by this song that you just heard, which is called Vampiresa by Johnny Plez. Um, and it's just a ridiculous song. It's like the most ridiculous song ever. Absolutely. It's so ridiculous. ridiculous. And I was like, what can... Tell us how you first heard <laughs> well, it. Well, I mean, I know. I'm like it. becoming a broken record here. <laughs> I'm becoming a broken record here because no one is going to be surprised that this song is from Caribe 2005. <laughs> Literally, like people have started, oh people have started like tweeting. Did you see that? Someone tweeted at us the cover of that song, of that album. Yes, shout out. Oh my god, that I know that was amazing. Thank you, so Thank you for that. But I love this song because it's ridiculous. And I was like, what? You know, how can I bring this song to the podcast? And I was like, oh, Halloween. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, you know, in repayment for your really cheesy idea, I brought a bunch of a really fucking You totally weird songs. did. You totally did. <laughs> this is so characteristic. I like adopted the theme in a literal way and like found songs that like reference Halloween like things and you just brought like weird fucking sounding stuff. <laughs> yeah, weird, spooky, right. dark ass right. shit. So get I know. Ready. So you guys you're really in for like a particularly strange mix of music, uh, for sure. Do you have Halloween plans? You know, I don't yet actually I haven't actually dressed up in a legit costume in probably like eight years. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'm just I was Tina Belcher last oh, Halloween. Oh, nice. I feel like you do really good <laughs> Halloween costumes, actually, because you're, like, you're really crafty, you know? Like, you're really, you're, I, you're um, really crafty. I'm not so crafty, and, like, I always want to do kind of, like, really, like, punny things, you know, or, like, clever things, which are really hard to execute <laughs> IRL, so. Totally. So, yeah. Totally. But, yeah, this song is obviously an amazing reggaeton song, and I just can't get over the, like, bridge where she comes in and says, Lambe chupa y besa. <laughs> just like the best, most dirty, <laughs> most absurd. Oh and for our like non-Spanish speakers out there, so like Vampiresa obviously is like a woman vampire. Lam- and that, that bridge is saying like the one that licks, sucks, and kisses. <laughs> yeah. It's just A plus. It's just so ridiculous. It's just I it can't I mean A plus. Every time I play this for someone, I just start laughing because I think it's so great. So this dude is a Puerto Rican musician. Um, he's not super well known, although like Wikipedia kind of says that that uh, that he could be credited with bringing Spanish reggae to Puerto Rico, which would be a huge credit. I don't know that I want to like make that definitive statement just from Wikipedia, but yeah, that, that'd be a big one. And he's still making some music. He has a couple of things out last year with Baby Rasi Gringo, who are a duo that I do like, and Nikki Jam. But to be honest, like I don't think they're very good. So. But jo- Johnny, oh. I appreciate Vampiresa because it's 
a ridiculous, yeah. ridiculous classic for me. When I was little, I was super into vampires. Were you? Oh, that doesn't surprise me. Tell me more. Well, I think, okay, so I, ca- I think I kind of came about it in a cheesy way because there was this novella. I was just talking about this because I just remembered this recently, that there was this novella, I think a Brazilian novella that was on like in the 90s when I was little in Venezuela called Vampi. Mm. And like, it was like about like vampires. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and Brazilian novelas were like this shit, y'all. Yeah. Like Venezuelan novelas were so fucking cheesy. Venezuelan novelas were like, you know, sort of the standard, like with Mexican novelas for a yeah. while um, in Latin America. But like, it's like, you know, like it's always like the poor girl falls in love with the rich guy and then it ends with a wedding. Right. Like Brazilian novelas, like, you know, like I remember watching one Brazilian novela where like the last episode is that there was like a storm and literally everybody died. Ah. <laughs> That was it. Wow. I was like, yeah. That's yes. so dark. You like the dark yes. stuff. Like, you're, you're like, fuck this romance. You're like, literally everything died. Yeah, fuck Pro- the romance. Like, you, nothing matters. Oh, you're Beto. a speck in the oh, world. Beto. Nothing matters. You're so dark. No wonder you like vampires then. Would you say, would you say that vampire aesthetic continues to inspire your fashion in any way? Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. Because I, I was going to say, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. The dark lipstick. I mean, you do a dark lip really, really well. Yeah, the dark lip is really my go-to. I, you know, I hate winter, but the thing that I like about winter is that I get to put on these like brooding dark colors <laughs> yes. on my lips and just be like, yes. I'm pissed about this weather yes. and say it with my face. Yes. Love it. All right, Veto, let's get into the weird. What did you bring for us first? <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so this song... It's hard to explain exactly who the artists involved are, so I'm just going to let y'all listen and we'll get into it later. obviously um and i chose it because it's so like halloweeny and spooky i mean like this like a blood curdling <laughs> scream yes. that happens when the beat drops mm-hmm. is actually probably like one of my favorite beat drops of all time it's so genius yeah. and the dj that uh did this remix is total freedom who is like a genius right and so this song is actually a mashup of a song that many of you will recognize is like Lil John and the Yin Yang Twins Get Low. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's mashed up with uh, this song called No Longer by um, these artists called Nguzu Nguzu, who are um, Asma Maruf and Daniel Piñera. They're like this like electronic um, music and producer um, duo who are brilliant, geniuses, amazing. And uh, the song that they use, um, that Total Freedom uses in this mashup, is from their Warm Pulse album. And I totally recommend that if you're into weird electronic music. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. So, no comment. <laughs> no comment for <laughs> But anyway, 
I love I love Unguzu Unguzu. They're also like they do in, like great shit like on their own. Like Daniel Pineda and Asma Maruf are both brilliant on their own, and they're also brilliant as part of like other projects. Like they're part of this project called Future Brown, mm -hmm. along with Fatima Al Qadiri and Jay Kush, whose work like I really really love. Yeah. Um, and I kind of can't believe I haven't brought them to the podcast yeah. yet, but I did put one of their songs on the uh, body playlist. So the last episode we did was our body episode and we released a playlist with it. So if you haven't checked that out yet, please do. And you can listen to a little bit of uh, Future Brown. But so neither Total Freedom, the DJ or Lil John are Latino as far as I know, but the connection that I make is one first through Unguzu Unguzu, who, you know, like Daniel Pineda is part of that. And then also another big reason why um, I thought it was really appropriate to bring this uh, to this episode is because I really wanted to give a shout out to Ghetto Gothic. Um, this um, was a remix done for Ghetto Gothic and it's on Ghetto Gothic Radio's SoundCloud. And they're this, you know, wildly influential party and now record label created by Venus X, mm. who is a queer New York Latina and DJ and just like a total creative mm -hmm. badass, right? So like... Yeah. Since Halloween is like a high goth holiday, right, right, I wanted to pay right. tribute to like brown goth badass Venus X, um, who, you know, she's she's just so incredible, but she really truly captured my heart when she called out Diplo after catching him recording one of her sets on his fucking what? cell phone because he's a fucking vulture. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He was like apparently like super embarrassed of getting right. caught, but like this is just oh, like his fucking yuck. deal. And she read him for filth. It was so yeah. great. But outside of that, outside of that, she's just like a, this total badass creative and is part of this like sort of larger cultural movement that is like really propelling queer people of color culture out there. Mm -hmm. Like look with Shane Oliver of Hood by Air and like, you know, like some of the folks at Fade to Mind and, you know, like just all these brilliant culture makers that she surrounds herself with and it influences and she's just brilliant. And I think you should Y'all should really follow her work. Have you been to the Ghetto Gothic party? I have. It is yeah, so great. Yeah. It is so excellent. There's like, you know, it's just like, it's exactly um, what it sounds like. It's just like a bunch of like brown goths and wow. there's voguing and it's so queer and Amazing. it's, it's a lovely, Amazing. lovely time. Highly recommend. So Vero, do you identify as goth? <laughs> No, I don't know if I get to because like I don't like like horror movies. Mm. I get scared. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. I get way too scared and I'm not sure I'm like quite dark enough for it. Like I certainly like wear a lot of black these days, but I, I don't think that I get to be goth. No. But, you know, I certainly am inspired a lot by darkness. And did you do, did you do goth like as a kid at all? Like a teenager? Um, no, I really just wasn't cool enough to do anything right. like that. I like was just like really like being an immigrant was like enough of a sore thumb shit for me. I was not the kind of girl who like reacted to like adversity by being like, oh, you want me to stick out? Like I'm going to fucking stick out. Right. Like that would have been cooler, right. but that's not what I did. I was just like trying to like keep my head Aww, down. You're trying to fly under the radar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fly yeah. under the radar. It was like a strategy that worked well right. for me. Right. Um, so I, I unfortunately was not, that was not what no, I did, did when I was a kid. Yeah. It would have been 
cool though. Little baby goth Veronica would have been so yeah, cool. Yeah, I'm getting some visions that are pretty amazing. <laughs> I was. I don't think anyone's gonna be surprised. I was. I never had a goth phase. I was like emo, but like never dark really like that. And I, I mean, I did like. Um, I did actually have a phase where I really loved like scary movies. Like when I was like 13 or so, like I watched all of the PG-13 scary movies. And as an adult, I fucking hate that stuff and would never, ever watch it. So yeah, no. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid though, I did, I was really into like weird, like death metal. Mm. Like I definitely went to a Rob Zombie concert. Oh my God, you did. I like tried to like fly under the radar in my clothing options. But like, I was like trying to rebel in any sort of way that I could. And there wasn't a hip hop station in Minnesota when I was 12. Oh my God. So, um, you know, that was like, you know, like the kind of outlet that I took. Yeah. Rob Zombie? I was like. What? Yeah. Yeah, death metal. I, can't. I was I can't. like all I about can't. it. I can't. Oh my god! All right. <laughs> wow, I learn new things every day about you on this podcast. You have That's incredible. no idea the depths of like strange uh, shit that I've been into I'm in my day. Really, like looking forward to continuing to discover it. <laughs> all right. Well, let's let's get into this next song, um, which is my pick, and it's called La Chica de la Noche by Los Racas, featuring Cat Dahlia. La chica de la noche Si la ves, si la ves Ella es la chica de la noche Ella le gusta la noche Provoca a los hombres Just for fun, just for fun Ella no quiere reproche Ni complicaciones Y just wants fun, just wants fun Juega vivo que tú caes en su trampa Ella es bonita con su carita Chica de la noche Si la ves, si la ves Ella es la chica de la noche La gente dice que cuando ella sale No hay nadie que la pare Si la has visto tú ya sabes Que ella muerde como quiera Pero sabe a miel No hay nadie que la amarre Ella es un amor salvaje So I, I feel like this song actually like there's lots of ways you can read into it, including perhaps like maybe La Chica de la Noche is like a goth chick. Like <laughs> probably not what they're referencing, but you know, you never know. Probs not. Probs not. Um, this is from the most recent Los Racas album, which was just released a couple of months ago, and I was so excited to see these two names together because I love both of these artists. And um, to know that they collaborated, I was super psyched. And this song is awesome. I mean, I'm bringing it to this podcast because just like the idea of like a woman of the night being kind of in the realm of Halloween, but like it's a little bit of a stretch. I will totally own <laughs> that Halloween is kind of a hard theme. And this song is awesome. And the fact that it was in Spanish also made me super happy because I've talked about Kat Dahlia before and really liking her music in Spanish better than the stuff she does in English. I mean, that's just my preference. So Kat Dahlia is a Cuban artist based in the, um, born in the U.S. And Los Chacas are Panamanian um, duo from the Bay Area and just fucking badass. So I'm really into this song. So good. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what do you think if you have like an interpretation of what 
what they're talking about or what it, what kind of woman they're describing in this in this song. I mean, they'll say when you say chica de la noche, like a, a lady of the night, like I'm thinking like a working sex girl, worker, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm yeah. thinking. I'm not sure that that's exactly no. what they're referring to yeah. here, right. but like it's definitely where my mind right. goes. Right. Yeah, I definitely thought you know like the the second sort of uh, line of the chorus is la tentación del bloque, which means like the, the temptation of the block, which that again sort of yeah. sounds like sex worker, right? Yeah, but yeah, the, if you listen to the lyrics though, I feel like it's actually more about just like a woman with a lot of game or like someone that like people are really into yeah. or like everyone's kind of lusting after her, but. Totally, which I can totally see Kat Dahlia being that person. Yeah. I feel like <laughs> Kat Dahlia's voice just does that she, for me. Like that, uh, raspy, that raspy, sexy. Amazing quality of that it. That raspy, sexy thing. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, yeah, Kat Dahlia can yeah. be that person. But this also did make me think about like the sort of really kind of frustrating Halloween trend of just like slutty as a costume. Like, especially, it, it bothered me more when I was a kid than it does now. I feel like as an adult, I'm like, you know what, do, do whatever the fuck you want. But like when I was a teenager in high school and like all my friends would be like, I'm a slutty bumblebee or I'm a slutty, you know, fairy or I'm a slutty <laughs> cupcake or whatever. Like whatever you are, it has to be slutty, you know? And I was like, it just felt so, um, I think my feminism was starting to come out toward the end of high school and I was just like, this is ridiculous. Like, this is just dumb that this is what Halloween means. It's like for women to be slutty. Like, that's just, that's what dressing up looks like. Well, what's actually sad to me is that, like, if you want to be slutty, you should be slutty the whole year round. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> Don't hold on. And the summer is a much right. better well, time thing. to be slutty. That's Trust. It's cold in October. Yeah, these poor friends. It's like, I grew up in North Carolina and we would go out to this street in my town called Franklin Street for Halloween until these poor girls would be freezing their asses off literally in their little like short you know slutty bumblebee costume and I, I was remembering that like at my junior or senior year which this like probably should have told me I was gay because I still had a few more years before I came out but I was like fuck this I'm not gonna be cold I'm not gonna be slutty I'm dressing like a football player <laughs> yeah dude and so I wore a football jersey and like fucking long pants and like some warp you know paint on my face and I was like so much happier than my slutty ass friends so um, that's amazing. Yeah, should have known. Yeah, should have known. You know, and the, there's like some ridiculous costume. I mean, every year, like Halloween always brings out the most like sexist, racist shit. Like that's definitely a oh huge downside to this hol this uh, this holiday. Don't do it. Right. Y'all. No right. blackface. No brown face. Don't. Just don't. Yeah. Public service announcement. It seems like a real obvious, but every year people do it. Don't do blackface. Don't be like a fucking Pocahontas mm -mm. for Halloween. Mm -mm. Like somebody's ethnicity is not a fucking costume. No, nope. no, nope. nope. don't do it. Don't do it. Just, just don't do All it. All right. What's the next, uh, what's the next song you have for us? So the next song I have for you is by Las Sucias and it's called Chiquito Bendito. Yes. Oh, oh man. 
This is a tough this one. This is their first this appearance. This is a tough one for me. Yeah, I know. I know. This is their first appearance on the show. Yeah. I love them so much. Yeah. They are this, like, feminist noise reggaeton duo who met in Oakland while studying electronic music at Mills. Mm-hmm. And they're Venezuelan and Puerto Rican. And they incorporate a lot of the music of their homelands uh, with also, like, really experimental mm-hmm. electronic beats and noise, yeah. right? But now I know noise is not like the most accessible or universally no, likable music no, out there. Not. Turns out. <laughs> what you didn't like spend like your early twenties no. going to like weird noise no, shows in Bushwick. But you did apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I did oh do that. Oh my god. Um, oh my god. Sometimes I'm like, how I are we friends? Did do that. <laughs> It's like Romeo and Juliet. We're crossing the divide. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're crafting the divide. Yeah. Well, also, I mean, I just, like, love so many. I just, like, love all. I love so much music. I, I know is. you do. And I appreciate you, you know? for that. I appreciate you for that. Even though I couldn't get down with the song and, like, maybe couldn't listen to it all the way through, Confessions, um, <laughs> I I appreciate everything about these, these mujeres and, like, you know, no shade at all to, like, this music. And I, I totally get what they're trying to do. It's just not... It's not a music to my yeah, ears. It's not your cup of <laughs> no. tea. No. Yeah. Well, in case you did spend your weird youth going to like noise shows and warehouses, um, this the Susias are like the fucking kids to be into, right? So, um, I've the reason this song fits with a the theme is like first of all, it's like kind of like dark and harsh and like spooky, right? Yeah. But it's not just that. So I um, had the chance to talk to uh, Las Sucias for Remezcla. I interviewed them and talked to them a little bit about like their process and their sound and what their sort of deal is. Right. And um, part of what they try to do with their music is like really tap into like spirituality and brujería uh, okay. and like ritual nice. for performance, right? So when they do a performance, first of all, Every performance like has like is slightly improvisational, so it's not like the sounds the songs sound the same right, ever. Right. So they're like slightly improvisational, and they set up like altars with like velas mm. and offerings of like fruit and vegetables and flowers, and it's like this whole like like it's like a despojo is mm. what they talk about it as, right? It's like it's like this whole ritual, wow. right? Um, and so like they like really see themselves as like brujas and like these songs are like spells so I feel like that's why it really um, mm. it really <clears throat> taps into why this particular episode for Halloween right. is a great right. one for Las Sucias okay. okay I hear you I feel you and and I think my favorite part of this song is actually the lyrics um, it's funny because I'm not usually like a lyrics sort of person. Usually, like it takes me like I'll listen to a song for like two years before I know what they're saying. Right. Um, but uh, this it, this song is about like getting sexually harassed and responding with this like sort of like elaborate domination fantasy in a dungeon. What? <laughs> this like elaborate wow. humiliation fantasy. Yes. Wow. Yes. So, like, basically what happened is that Sandy um, was sexually harassed on a bus by this dude. So, Sandy uh, describes herself as being, like, tall and, like, this, like, larger sort of person. And um, the dude that was, like, sort of hitting on her was this, like, smaller, like, tiny sort of shrimpy dude. And, um, you know, like, when she responded poorly, he was like, girl, you should smile or whatever. But, like, so she was just, like, seething in anger and was like, I could fucking sit on you and suffocate you. Like, Mm. you are tiny. Like, I could dominate you, right? So, like, she goes into this whole elaborate domination fantasy 
and uh, in which she's like, oh, Chiquito, like, it would be so easy to dominate you. Like, call your mom. She's going to go pick you up now. Bye. No. You know? So, no. <laughs> so it's lyrically super That's dark. In That's that dark and kind of amazing. Yeah. It's like... <laughs> It's like pro-dom clapback or something. <laughs> like, exactly. Exactly. Wow. Shit. That's deep. All right. I'm learning new things. Learning new things. <laughs> no. Wow. But yeah, if you're into noise and you are curious about what that would sound like when mixed with like reggaeton mm -hmm. or mixed with bomba or mixed with like gaita de tambora, mm -hmm. you know? Um, these like very traditional um, Puerto Rican and Venezuelan sounds. These are the folks to check out. Awesome, they're badasses. Awesome. I really like yeah. them. And let's we'll put a link to your Remesca piece in the blog post on Rodimene.com so folks can check that out. Yes, we will. Because you're badass like that, and I've talked to so many of these artists. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Um, well, that actually like leads pretty well into the next song that I brought, which is called Brujeria by El Gran Combo de Puerto Rico. Que me habrá echado esa chica Que me tiene arrebatado Que me tiene medio loco Que ya estoy enamorado Quizás serán sus ojitos O tal vez su caminado O quizás esas cositas Que en su casa ella me ha dado Que tú me tienes temblando de noche y de día Tú me hiciste brujería Me quieres mandar para la tumba fría Tú me hiciste brujería Yes, witches <laughs> Very different Love it Very different interpretation on the theme <laughs> Yes Not surprising, yes. not surprising I mean, this is like kind of your classic Like what you would imagine a romance song might talk about brujería Which is like that he's so in love with her and he's like, did you, you know, bewitch me, right? Like, did you cast a spell on me? Like, did you put something in my food? Like this whole kind of like, I'm so in love with you, you must have cast a spell on me, kind of, you know, a little bit more rote uh, interpretation of the Bruja theme. Um, but any excuse to bring like big band salsa, these guys are amazing. This group is amazing. I mean, this, this song's from 1979, total classic. I mean, they are probably one of the most popular big band salsa groups in existence. They're still touring now, 50 years later, which is incredible. And I hope that maybe someday I could get to see them. It's amazing. I know, I know. And I mean, you know, we gotta go. I know, we gotta is. go, it'd be amazing. And you know, it's a huge group. So like people come in and people come out, like there's a lot, been a lot of um, kind of turnover and progress as the, as the band has continued over the years. Um, and they've, you know, they've backed up some of the biggest names in salsa, like Sadia Cruz, and you know, they've got an incredible history. Um, but I just love, I love the sound. I love the energy of it. Like I just hearing all the instruments that that come behind these great big band salsa tracks just like make me super happy. Oh my god, it's so cool! Like musical, like composition yeah. of like of salsa. It's so, uh, it's so it's so complex and beautiful. I, I really it's love incredible. it. And El Gran Combo is just so talented. They're so they're so well known, and they're from obviously from Puerto Rico. Um, but yeah, man, Brujas. So I had a whole witch thing as a kid. This is something that 
did. It's a little bit dark, but I Ooh, I was like really more. Was really into witches, like super into witches. I definitely dressed up like a witch, probably like when I was really young, like elementary school. Like witch was probably my like go-to costume. I know some people were like, pr- that's pretty gay. Yeah. Witches, are I know. Pretty okay, gay. so like another thing that maybe should have been my root, right? But like <laughs> like to the point where I mean I was a nerd. Like no nobody's gonna be surprised to know that I was like a total nerd growing up, and I would get really into certain things. And so I like I read all these books about the Salem witch trials and was like super obsessed nice. super obsessed with the whole thing even went to Salem once with my mom to like because I was so into it Salem is so yeah. cool I mean it's an amazing history and like also part of like my feminist root yeah. right like when powerful women are being persecuted totally. and, and murdered for their power um, but yeah I was just like really into the Salem witch trials and really into reading about that history and, and also doing the whole like dress up like a witch thing for Halloween mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Um, amazing yeah. did you ever do the did you ever do the witch thing was that part of your... Um, I feel like I like witches. I, I don't think I've, I have any, like, particular, like, obsession yeah. with witches. Yep. But, I mean, yeah. Shout out the witches. Shout out the brujas right. out there. Brujas, you, know, yeah. my, you know, my family has, like, a long tradition of, like, going to brujas in addition to going mm. to oh, yeah. doctors for various ailments. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah definitely. And they actually call them brujas and not, like, curanderas or something else? Both. But bruja, like, I think bruja is, like... The, the term that a lot of my family mm, uses. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. What kind of advice or like help would they get from someone like that? Well, it's like more like rituals, right? So I think that like um, there's a lot of cancer in my mother's family and a lot of folks have had um, like terminal awful cancers that like, you know, like Western medicine has been like, okay, you're going to die. And a lot of times like they do die and it fucking sucks. Cancer's terrible. Mm. Um, but I have like, I do have a couple of family members who were like told they were going to die and like, you know, like didn't like disengage from Western medicine. Right. Like they like kept on to going to the doctor and getting their treatments, but also went to the Bruja yeah. and the Bruja's like, you're going to survive this. Like we're going to make it happen. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. So Shout out to Bruja. But yeah, no, I don't have like a particular like, I didn't have like a Bruja phase or anything. I think they're great. Shout out all the Brujas yeah, out there. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I don't know that anybody in my family like went to a to a Bruja or Curandera. Like I've never heard anybody talk about that. I like wouldn't be surprised. But um, mm-hmm. all of us wear, like as a kid, and I still wear every day, I wear an Asabache, which is like a, yeah. a Cuban, but also some other like Caribbean countries. Um, it's like a little black stone. It's actually jet, which is petrified wood, but it looks like a stone um, that's meant to like mm-hmm. kind of ward off the evil eye, you know? So it's like it has that sort of like mythical, mystical kind of, you know, witchcrafty thing going on. Um, and that's something that like Yeah, and Venezuela, a lot yeah. of people wear asabache too. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Although although your asabache is like a little like, like, a, like a little sphere type. Yeah. is like carved to look like fist. a fist. Yeah, I've heard that about like DR yeah. and you know there's definitely other people have other terms, but yeah, all the Cuban ones are just like a many-sided sphere like with little like mm-hmm. almost like a hexagon mm-hmm. or something. And like I have actually my yeah. mom recently gave me the like very little teeny asabache that I had when I was a baby that's like totally tiny Aww. and adorable and then I even have like a little pulsera like a little bracelet with like pink ones that somebody gave me when I was a baby so it's definitely like nice, a real nice. sort of cultural tradition that has that comes I mean comes from African uh traditional influence I think and also like has that sort mm-hmm. of um other world mystical kind of belief systems which so many cultures have right but uh totally totally 
Oh, and the, you know, the last thing I'll say is like this song, like I said, like the tropes about brujeria are kind of typical, like, oh, you've bewitched me, this like woman, I'm so in love with you. But like legit, like those are kinds of things that women were killed for like in yeah. in the context of things like and like the witch trials in Salem are not the only place like the puritans are not the only people right. who've killed powerful women by calling them witches right like that kind of mm-hmm. um that kind of shit has happened around the world i think in lots of cultural contexts but yeah it's like you know you a, a, you cross a man in the wrong way or you do something that somebody doesn't like and then that was a way that people particularly in like very um christian religious contexts could kind of ostracize you or even kill you for for accusing you of having these like powers that were seen as evil so totally it's a real thing shout out all the brujas mm-hmm. out there we love yep. you all right the next song that i have for you all is called ultra and it's by maria y jose Tony Gallardo, who uh, comes from Mexico, and um, you know Tony Gallardo is like super prolific, like underground artist who has like a bunch of side projects going on at all times. It's just kind of hard to keep track of, actually. But if you do some googling around, you can keep track of him and all the connections. You can see where he has his little manos metidas. <laughs> but uh, this song is off of his 2013 album Club Negro. Um, under the name Maria Jose and I fucking love it and I thought it would be good for this episode because the lyrics are just so dark yeah. what's it about? well it's basically like a casual song about manslaughter <laughs> <laughs> basically okay so this is it so like the protagonist of the song thinks somebody is breaking into his house and shoots the intruder in the face Shit. and this whole song is um about his thought process after realizing that it like wasn't somebody that was breaking in that it was like or that it was a mistake or like you know like him like processing this whole thing and it's like really weird and dark and vulnerable like what the fuck like now I can't get this whole image out of my head also this was like my favorite sweatshirt and it's all bloody now like no it's just like I don't know. It's, like, so weird, like, his thought processing after, like, realizing, which I think, like, after, like, a really intense, tragic incident, you feel like there's all these thoughts that you should have, and then, like, there's probably all the thoughts that you actually do have. Like, fuck, my sweatshirt. Like, this girl that I had a crush on gave this to me. Yeah. Like, slash, also, what happens to this old man that I just shot? You right. know, like, right. all this, like, weird, right. really dark oh, man. shit. man. <laughs> 
Like, I find it, like, strangely just, like, so, so, so beautiful. I really, really love this song. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, you know, no surprise. I'm not, it's not really my jam, but I appreciate you and and the... Listen, like, you don't find a lot of songs Listen. about manslaughter. Like, this is definitely not a typical, it's not a typical topic. So, yeah. So good for yeah. you for digging this Listen, up. you came up with Halloween. I know, I know, I know. And I, I so appreciate you for going along with this theme. And I, and, I, and we also want to acknowledge, like, especially because he's Mexicano, like, there's a whole Dia de los Muertos, you know, theme that we could have gone in a whole different direction that's also around the time of Halloween, although like not really related in that mm-hmm. way. Um, but neither of us have that Dios Muertos like cultural experience or like as big as part of our background. And so we went in like a more kind of Latino Americanized like Halloween theme kind of way, but right. mad shout out to Dios Muertos right, but- and our Mexicano friends who celebrate it and other, other yeah. folks too. Yeah. Shout out to all the folks with the calaveras and the marigolds and, you know, to all of our muertos out there. Mm-hmm. We're still thinking about you. All right. Well, that's been our weird, weird mix uh, Halloween show. (laughs) I hope you all enjoy it. This is our like 15th episode. So props to us. You know, we got to try new things. We got to try new things with these themes. So we'll see how we feel about it. But uh, we hope you've enjoyed it. And I think it's a pretty hilarious mix of music as per usual. Yeah. um, And we want to really thank Latino USA for including us in this roundup of Latino podcasts you should be listening yes. to thank you all thank you um you know maria Inahosa, thank mm-hmm. you all the folks involved yeah. over there for um for choosing us we're so um orgullosas that you're listening. that was such an honor so also we want to give a shout out we are still working on planning our probably what will be like spring 2017 Radio Menea tour so we've gotten some interest from folks in different cities and thank you so much for being in touch with us and we're going to be working with you all to figure it out but if you're still interested in bringing us to your city we're looking to connect with folks who have access to resources that can help bring us pay our costs give us a little bit of money on top of that Um, but we're totally happy to collaborate and bring folks together and we really just want to talk about music with all of you music and Latinx life and politics so thank you so much and we hope we'll be seeing some of you soon IRL. Yes. See you soon, babies. Until la próxima. Ciao.